Borough lose to Coventry by three goals to one. At least we scored this time, I guess. It's the Uruguayan curls one in. What is up guys, Matthew here, welcome back to another episode of Project Borough. A very happy new year to everybody who is watching or listening on the podcast providers of course. And today I'm going to be talking about Borough's opening game of 2024, which followed a lot of Borough's recent games against Coventry City. We concede multiple goals, underperform in front of goal ourselves and essentially Michael Carrick gets done by Mark Robbins. And to be fair, I think the scorelines are tad harsh on Borough, if I'm brutally honest. I think over the course of the game, it was very much a tale of two halves. And I think, brief summary of the game, I thought first half, Borough were absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it's the same narrative that we continue to bang on about. And I'm getting tired of mentioning it, but it is just the situation Borough are in. Multiple, multiple, multiple senior players injured. Again, we had players missing today, of course. Some have gone off on international duty. Borough had to put out a second string side, as they have done for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now, this is Borough's second eleven, going up against Coventry's first eleven, And given the fact that we were going up against a full-strength Coventry side... The first half performance from Borough was absolutely fantastic. We were absolutely excellent in that first half and didn't deserve to go in level. If anything, we deserved to go in in front. But as the story is for Borough, as it has been for a while, we didn't take the chances when presented with them. Coventry took one of the very few we gave them and we ended the first half level when we really had the opportunity to be ahead and we should have because it really came back to bite us on the ass. because second half this this is where Borough simply are fighting with one arm behind their back at the moment Coventry were able to change their shape change their personnel bring players off the bench whereas Borough having played the same 11 day in day out game in game out now for the last two three four weeks when we've had a game every three days eventually Inevitably, the 11 that Borough had on the pitch just gradually ran out of steam, as you'd absolutely expect them to, because they've ran themselves into the ground over the past few weeks, because we've simply not had the squad depth to rotate any of them, and inevitably, it got on top of Borough, and as the game went on, Borough couldn't match Coventry's intensity, ours dropped off massively, as soon as we come out second half, you could absolutely tell that our performance levels had just dropped, our energy levels had dropped, our intensity had gone, the pace in which we were passing had gone, and the game just got away from us, essentially, in that second half. And, I mean, we'll look at the team later, but the bench had nothing, really, on there that you could do. We, we literally have a starting eleven, and maybe one or two backup players at the moment. That's all we've got. So, yeah, this was an unfortunate case of a... A very, a very decent, spirited, and you know what, a fantastic first half performance. And then a second half where we simply dropped off and couldn't maintain or match Coventry. And in complete credit to Mark Robbins, 
He changed their shape second half. They had much more control of the game than what they did in the first. Nullified our threats. And essentially, if you think of the game as Borough here, Coventry are there. Borough were up here. Coventry were a little bit behind, I'd say. Borough missed crucial opportunities. And as the second half went on, they made changes, went from strength to strength, and Borough just drifted away and simply had nothing left in the tank once the 90 minutes we're up. But yeah, the Borussia going into this one. I mean, again, it was as makeshift, you know, as you could possibly get. You know, this Borough team is literally, it's just staying together with staples and, and glue at the moment. That's literally all that is holding this Borough team together. You know, we are another few injuries off of literally having to play the under-21s at this point. But we, you know, continued with... with Mostly the same side, and at the back at least, Vandenberg obviously was in once again because Dyke Steele was out injured. But no one else could rotate, everyone else had to start. And when you looked at the Borough bench, I think we had four youngsters on there. Um, you know, four youngsters who've never played a game for Borough before. A couple of them come on, Kavanagh come on second half, Gilbert come on, which he hasn't had the chance to very often. But yeah, the, the, the bench for Borough was just on a different planet to Coventry's and not in a good way. You know, we just did not have the options off the bench and it was a it was a case of just holding on if we could. But we did have, you know, chances in the first half where we could have took the game away from Coventry. And he, But, you know, even if we'd have gone 2-1 up, even if we'd have took one of them chances and gone in at half-time leading, I still feel like just gradually they would have pegged us back anyway. But looking a little bit closer... Into the game, as I say, the first half from Borough was absolutely fantastic. I think given, again, the lack of options, the fact that the same 11 continue to play game in, game out, haven't had a chance to rest at all. The, the first half performance was brilliant from Borough. We were extremely creative. We had some fantastic opportunities. We were causing Coventry loads of problems. I mean, don't get me wrong, they still looked a threat coming the other way. They still had a few half chances, but Borough were the better side in the first half and we had a host of chances before Coburn put us 1-0 up. Sam Greenwood had a fantastic chance. We had some great work down the left-hand side angle, cut it back to Greenwood who finds himself in the same position that he was in twice against Rotherham and again he fails to put the ball in the back of the net. It was a fantastic save low down to the goalkeeper's left and it is worth saying as Borough have done many times this season, we come against another incredible goalkeeping performance. Greenwood had another shot later on, which he tipped over the bar. Um, plenty of chances that we had. You know, Zaya Jones went round the goalkeeper, put the ball across. It neither went in or was far, far back enough for Sam Green, uh, for Josh Corbin to get himself on the end of it. So there were numerous opportunities in the first half that Borough simply couldn't take. The goalkeeper made another save. Engel got the ball on the edge of the area. It was heading into the top corner. Another one he tipped around the post. And, you know, you're just watching it thinking... I mean, I think arguably some of the opportunities, the, the Greenwood's first opportunity, you've got to say he, he should do better again there. But their goalkeeper kept it essentially at 1-1 or whatever the score happened to be at that, that time. He kept Coventry in the game at that point. Thankfully, Borough did take a chance in the first half and it was a fantastic header by Josh Corburn. Some great work down the right-hand side from Borough. It was actually a very good cross from Isaiah Jones. and I mean, I don't see him putting many really good 
whipped crosses like this one. You know, Isaiah Jones is very good at low crosses from the byline, cutting it back into a decent position. This is one of the very few crosses I've seen from him from deep or deep-ish towards the touchline, and he really whipped it. And it was a brilliant ball in from Isaiah and Josh Corburn, in fairness, with an absolutely brilliant header. You know, he caught it to perfection, put it right in the bottom corner, and Borough got themselves the lead. The lead we completely deserved by that point. Absolutely deserved. But unfortunately, in typical Borough fashion, it lasted a mere three minutes because Coventry had a corner up the other end. As I say, it threatened in, in moments, but hadn't truly tested Tom Glover up until this point. And as is the way with Borough, one of the very few chances we give up to the opposition finds its way into the back of our net. Corner was whipped in. I can't recall if it came off a Borough header, Coventry header, or if it just went straight towards Tom Glover, but he made an outstanding save here. It was a fantastic reactionary save from Glover. Unfortunately, Engel's header was straight into an area where there wasn't a red shirt to be had and Sakamoto was able to step onto the ball and pick his spot essentially and he put the ball into the corner and we went in to half time one each and as I say it, it should have been 2-1 at the very least you know Borough could have had more should have had more should have went in ahead at the very least but as I say would the outcome have been any different I don't know. We might have been pegged back and still gotten a point from the game, but the moment we kicked off in the second half, you could just tell that we just had nothing left in the tank. You know, we'd worked so hard off the ball in the first half. We were very, very good at winning the ball back off of Coventry, but they simply just had extra gears to go into, and, and Borough, sadly, were only drifting away as the second half went on. And you know what? There is an argument to say that our performance levels dropped off and you can't just blame it all on fatigue and tiredness and I think it it's not fair to say that is absolutely the excuse I think there were definitely times in the second half where you know some of the passing was off we could have gotten in behind a few times but the ball was just slightly under hit or under cooked there was a couple of times where we lost out in a couple of crucial 50-50s and again you know had moments where we could have been better in front of goal and could have created more if we'd have made the right decision but essentially as much as our quality dropped off you could just tell we just ran out of energy and in fairness to Coventry not only was this this wasn't just Borough you know causing their own downfall and handing the game to Coventry Mark Robbins who is an absolutely fantastic coach, rated him as one of the best in the league for a long time now. He changed Coventry's shape. I think they went from a four at the back, predominantly in the first half, to a back three. And, yeah, whatever changes he made, second half was extremely beneficial because Borough didn't have the same level of control, didn't have the space to play the ball, didn't have the level of... of like I say, a level of control or, or possession that we had in the first half. And the game, I wouldn't say it got scrappy, but it certainly was went into the hands of Coventry. And it, the game was played the way they wanted it to play, and it favoured their setup rather than Borough's. And essentially, the the change in shape took took the game away from Borough, and eventually we, we were just chasing shadows as the game went on. And fortunately, on the 58th minute, Coventry took the lead, and from this moment on, I think there was no... Real doubt as to where the game was going. And again, I feel sorry for Tom Glover in this situation. We lose a 50-50 
on the right-hand side. I'm not sure if the highlight will show exactly what happened. I mean, there was questions as to whether the ball had gone out at this point. I didn't quite see it. I couldn't quite see it from where I was sat. But if the ball did go out, then it's a shocking decision from the linesman who was on that side. But anyway, there was two Coventry players, two Borough players um, scrambling for the ball on the right-hand side. We lost the 50-50 battle. The ball was played in early to, it might have been Ellis Sims, who caught the ball quite well first time. A very good save once again from Tom Glover. But unfortunately, second balls are absolutely crucial. And again, this might be down to Borough not being as sharp as Coventry, you know, being a little bit more fatigued physically, mentally, not quite reacting as quickly, lapse in concentration, whatever you want to call it. But he then got to the rebound ahead of Dale Fry. The ball comes across the face of goal. And again, you've got another 50-50 between Rav Vandenberg and Hadji Wright. And again, the Borough player is the one who is second to it. And Hadji Wright has the easiest tap-in you could dream of. So Borough lost a 50-50 battle on the right, then lost the rebound from the save, and then lost out to the the final contact, which of course was the tap-in. And as I say, from that point on, I hoped we would find something, a moment from somewhere, but I just... Yeah, couldn't see how we were ever going to get on top of Coventry at this point. And I looked to our bench and I just thought there is absolutely nothing on that bench that is going to change our fortunes. And the game was signed and sealed in Coventry's favour on the 69th minute. Uh, ball was played down the left-hand side. I think it was Bidwell who just about kept it in. He slid, put the ball across goal and Sakamoto was free at the back post which is poor from Borough defensively, and he took his free header and put the ball in the back of the net. And then, and that was all she wrote, essentially, with a you know, 10, 15-minute period. The game was taken completely out of Borough's hands, and we brought on a couple of changes, but there was nothing on the bench, as I say, that inspired me. And sadly for Borough, that was it. We lost 3-1 to Coventry, and I think the scoreline was harsh on Borough, I think especially in the first half, but you know what? We had a spell. We had a spell in the first half where we were on top, we had the energy, we had the intensity and we had Coventry on the ropes at times, but we didn't make the most of it. We didn't take the chances, we didn't get ahead. and We could have been 2-1 up, 3-1 up, then we've got something to hang on to and even though Coventry will have come at us, we might have still took something from the game. But because we went in level, it was only going to go one way and that unfortunately was three points for the Sky Blues. So... I'm going to say looking at the Borough team, I have swapped to the Sky Sports website here just to see the Borough bench because this was the Borough bench that we had. So obviously, as I mentioned, Tom Glover was in goal once again. Senna Dieng, unfortunately, is not going to be back and we'll be heading off to AFCON very soon for Senegal. The back four was pretty much as it has been. Lucas Engel was back in to start. Matt Clark alongside Dale Fry. Rav had to come across to the right-hand side because Dyke Steele Went off, of course, against Huddersfield in the second half and does seem to be another one to add to the long list of injuries. House and Barlas are started in the midfield as they have done for as long as I can remember, quite frankly. And the front four was as is, although Josh Corburn did start and we did have a recognised striker up top. That might be because Silvera has gone off with Australia or it might be because Josh was fit. But according to Carrick, he wasn't actually fully fit to, to play the full 19 he just about got through it so again we didn't have a other alternative to play up top really but Greenwood was on the left Rogers in the 10 as I Jones was back on the right again it's the only real team we can field at this moment in time and you look at the bench I mean in terms of senior players Jamie Jones is a senior goalkeeper 
Coulson is, I guess, a senior player, but we saw from the start of the season is not quite good enough for this level. And then you only have Alex Bangura because Gilbert is a young player we've brought in who's not played at all this season. And you've got Kavanagh, you've got is it Nkrumah, uh, Aidan Bridge, Law McCabe and Bryant Belonga who are all from the under 21s. So you've got a starting 11, one left back who's played a good enough minutes, good enough number of minutes this season. And then you've got players who, let's be honest, in the nicest possible way would not get anywhere near this Borough team if fully fit. So yeah, that's just the state of affairs. There's bare bones and then there's whatever the hell this is. And Carrick did say, thankfully, post-match, Hackney, Lath and Crooks are going to be training this week and should be back. And that hopefully this is as bad as it will get and we'll only go from strength to strength from here on in. So I pray to God that this is as bad as it gets. Anyway, as for the players running through, I mean, Glover... I think was unfortunate. He's got a quite a harsh rating on FootMob, but for me, I think he was unfortunate. You know, he made some fantastic saves for quite a few of the Coventry goals. He was just unfortunate that the rebounds went straight to a blue player and they put away the, the second chance or the third chance that come their way. But other than that, I thought he was more than solid. And he's suffering from exactly the same as what Senny Dieng suffered from, and that is that he performs well but still finds the ball in the back of his net a number of times, even though Borough don't give up that many clear-cut opportunities. The back four, again, I wouldn't say there was a poor performance between any of them. Again, it, it wasn't collective defensive issues, it was just moments which cost us, unfortunately. I wouldn't say anyone put in a bad performance, I wouldn't say they were particularly outstanding either. Exactly the same is said for the midfield, very bright in the first half, very creative, winning the second balls, keeping his tick in. Again, as the game went on, second half, just ran out of steam, chasing shadows. In the end, the creative players up front, I think Sam Greenwood continued to have another game where once more, when he's not posing a goal contribution of some kind, the game seemingly just passes him by. And I did put a tweet out about this last week and a lot of Borough fans were getting a little bit upset by it. But, you know, for all of the wonderful goal contributions, and I might have a screenshot that I can put on screen, you know, the, the, from Sunderland to Preston, I think he had six goal contributions in that time. But since the Leeds game, in his last seven now, he's not really done anything. He scored once against Swansea. So, it, you know, it could be just simply because he's played so much football and he has started every game. He just needs a rest. But Sam Greenwood was absent once again and didn't really have any effect on the game. Isaiah Jones, though, I thought was, was bright. You know, he, he, he took his man on. He did as good as he could be I think given the fact he's played so much recently and did get a tremendous assist for Coburn's goal and Morgan Rogers, even though he hasn't got the, the best rating on FootMob was our best player for me I think Morgan Rogers was the brightest spark in that Borough side from start to finish you know he, he would pick up the ball sometimes on the edge of our own box and he would carry us all the way up the pitch and win us a free kick or whatever you know he's such a good ball carrier and is just so good in possession. He's always looking to go forward. He's always looking to create, take his man on. He's clearly going, getting more confident as the games go by, going from strength to strength. So, yeah, he's one of the very bright sparks for me, Morgan Rogers. And out of all of these players who you could say might drop out when our first 11 and our strongest players are back fit, Rogers is probably one of the few, I would say, would actually stay in the team, if I'm honest. And Josh Corbin did well. You know, he put a shift in. Had a great chance, took his chance extremely well. It was a fantastic header from him. And yeah, put himself about and I thought was a real good focal point up front. 
and I couldn't have asked more from him, really. But, um, yeah, as for the subs, Bangura come on in the 74th minute, Gilbert and Kavanagh come on late on. You can't really expect much from Gilbert or Kavanagh, to be honest with you. I think Bangura... I found the substitution strange that Carrick brought him on for Engel. For me, I would have brought him on for Greenwood, and you could have had Bangura and Engel both attacking down the left-hand side, but for all we know, he might have been you know, just preserving Engel's fitness and and that might be why, you know, he's just looking after his players essentially. But uh, yeah, that's the only change I would have made differently. I would have took uh, Greenwood off for Bangura because I wouldn't say taking a left back off and bringing a left back on was ever going to really pose Coventry any more problems. So I, I, you know, I don't see what that substitution would have done really. But as for the stats and momentum, as you can see, first half Borough very much were on top for the majority. We had a fantastic spell, you know, after the first 15 minutes where we should have really got, got more than the one goal. Coventry reacted pretty well. But you see second half, you know, a lot of the peaks that Borough had were few and far between. Coventry come out were very, very good in that first 15-20 minutes of the second half. Borough just didn't get out the blocks. And by the by the by the time we did start to put any sort of pressure on them, the game was was already gone. And as for the possession, Coventry had more. It's actually quite refreshing to see that despite all the chances we had, Coventry's XG was quite a bit higher. But even then Borough still had seven shots on target, only scored one. Coventry had eight. So they were far more clinical. They had three big chances to our two. And we both missed one big chance each. And it is another surprise. And this again might just go down to, to Borough's fatigue at this point. You know, we actually had less accurate passes than them. Which does not happen very often to this Borough side. So, as for the league table. Borough remain in exactly the same spot that they have been. They're hovering in mid-table. Four points from the playoffs as it stands. I believe it might go more... It might, it might grow if Hull were to beat Sheffield Wednesday, but oh dear me, as it stands, Hull have had a man sent off and are getting beat 2-0 by Sheffield Wednesday, so Hull aren't going to be pulling away from Borough anytime soon. But um, yeah, we're four points off the playoffs, and you know what? I'm happy with that. You know, the fact that we've had a squad which has been absolutely destroyed by injuries for as long as I can remember, the fact that we are still in touch with the playoffs gives me hope that if we can start to get players back, we will only go from strength to strength. And as Carrick said, things will only get better from here on in. So we are still more than in touch with where we need to be. And we know fine well if we get bodies back, we will only improve. And we do have a huge two-week gap now until the next league game. And I think the Borough team will look a lot different for our trip to Millwall on the 13th of January. And then we have then another week break between the Rotherham game at home so yeah in terms of championship fixtures from here on in we have a two-week break to the next one a week's break then another week's break all we have in between are cup games so I'm, I'm hoping now at least with the league campaign the load on the boys will only lighten up and we'll just start to see the balance tip back into our favour with less games and more Borough players Available, But of course, we have some pretty big cup games in that period. We do have Aston Villa in a week's time in the FA Cup third round. If I'm brutally honest, this is a write-off for me. I'm not even going to recognise that this game is even happening because we do not want to risk any more players for a game that, quite frankly, I couldn't care less about because in three days' time afterwards, we have that ginormous 
League Cup semi-final first leg at home to Chelsea. And we simply have to, and my God, they have just as many injuries as we do. Crikey. That's a positive. We simply have to just ensure we have the fittest possible team for that game. So, you know, three days before Aston Villa, all the Borough fans I've spoken to, play the kids. Play the kids, Carrick. Take a battering if we need to. I know a lot of fans will probably, you know, FA Cup lovers might not want to think that. But for me, if we didn't have Chelsea, of course you do your best to try and beat Aston Villa. But they are in the title race, for crying out loud. They're having an incredible season. They'll probably destroy us anyway. So, yeah, rest as many players as you can. Get them fully fit. Get the injured players back and just write off Villa. For whatever whatever it might be, whatever happens, if we find a result from somewhere, brilliant. If we lose, I couldn't give a monkeys, if I'm honest. And if we get battered, I couldn't give a monkeys either. It's all about Chelsea at home that Wednesday night. So that's what I am focusing on. It's what I'm hoping the Borough coaching staff are focusing on. And if we somehow find that we have a strong side back for that, then I cannot wait to see what a fully rested and hopefully much fitter and sharper Borough side can do in that home leg. Because if we can take something back to Stamford Bridge, ho-ho, that is going to be an exciting second leg tie later on in January. So, I'm probably not going to come back for a Project Borough for the Villa game. I might mention it or reference it, but I will be back midweek in a week and a half's time to, yeah, review the Chelsea game, which is one of the biggest games Borough have had in years honestly it's going to be packed the atmosphere is going to be amazing I hope we can give Chelsea a really really good game and if we can take anything back to Stamford Bridge or at least keep the tie alive then we've got a chance as far as I'm concerned and this is a game for the ages honestly these games do not come around for the you know teams like Borough you know this is an annual thing for teams like Chelsea you know major semi-finals this is massive for us so I cannot wait and that is when I'll be back next. But that's it for today. Move on. I'm just glad this busy period of four games in 12 days or whatever is out the way. We've won two. We've lost two. We're still in touch with the playoffs. And we should have probably beaten Rotherham anyway. So for what we've done and the situation we've had and the players that have been missing, I commend the effort from the boys. And I just hope, as Carrick says... It will only get easier from here. But that's it for today, guys. If you've enjoyed this video, do hit the like button here on YouTube and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you're listening on any of the podcast providers, as always, do give us a like and a follow and a rating over there. That would be absolutely fantastic. Do leave me a comment below if you're a Borough fan, Coventry fan, or a neutral. And until next time, guys, I'll be back, as I say, in a week and a half's time for a review of the Chelsea and Villa games. And if there's any transfer movement in between now and then, which I hope there will be, I'll be covering that here on the channel too. But until then, a big thank you for watching. Do take care, guys, and I'll see you all in the next one.